0: Simenon's Maigret, a series of plays based on the novels of Georges Simonon, With Maurice Denham as Jules Maigret and Michael Goff as Georges Simenon.
1: Thank you. Your health, Jules. It was a good party, I think. Oh, yes, sure. Well, it was Lapointe's first baby. We had to push the boat out a bit. Your health, Jules. How long has he been married? Oh, two years. one time, we thought he'd stay a bachelor the rest of his life. Unlike you. I've never thought of you as anything but a married man. Oh, I was single once. Before I knew you, of course. Mm. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yes, can I interest you in a little club for later this evening? Hmm? Entertainment, drinks, girls, striptease, mm-hmm. all the way down to the... Oh, mm. beg your pardon, I didn't realise it was you, Chief Inspector.
3: <laughs> Excuse
4: me.
2: Oh, good evening. No offence.
1: <laughs> 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 Who was that? It's the grasshopper. At least that's what they call him around Montmartre. Pouts for a club by the name of... Uh, oh, um, wait a minute. Um, uh, Lester. To be hot. No, that's not it. Well, that's what he says on this card. Hmm? Well, then he must have changed jobs, or maybe the other places closed down. Um, Pikrats, that was it. I think. Uh, La Pointe would remember, even if you and I can't. Why La Pointe? Oh, really, George, your memory. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because mm-hmm. his first real job with headquarters centered around Pikrats. or oh, whatever it was called. Mm. No, it was the first time young Lapointe actually worked on a case. Didn't just sit around in the office learning the ropes. And because... Mm -hmm. Do you really not remember, Georges? You tell me, Jules. (laughs) Because it was the time young Lapointe grew up. All in the course of a week. Fell in love for the first time... And kill someone for the first time. Ah,
0: yes, in Montmartre. Maycre in Montmartre. Translated by Daphne Woodward and adapted for radio by Aubrey Woods.
1: Montmartre, that's right. On a Monday night, or, to be strictly accurate, Tuesday morning, according to the report from the La Rochefoucault police station. Inspector Lognan's district, wasn't it? <laughs> you are remembering. Is he still there? Yes, he'll die there. No hmm. ambition, that was it. And no imagination. Plods doggedly on, never questions those placed in authority over him. A model policeman. Well, <laughs> you might have thought so. If only he'd told me to keep my nose out of his cases, he'd have been a chief inspector years ago. But would you have taken any notice? Well, that's besides the point. <laughs> <laughs>
2: anyway,
1: there was this young woman, fairly obviously drunk, who comes in to make a statement. Goes up to the
5: sergeant of the desk.
6: I want to make a statement. Go ahead. It's about a crime. Well,
5: there's been a crime committed. I
6: don't know whether it's been committed.
5: Well, then... But it it probably
6: will be committed. In fact, it's certain to be.
5: I see. Who told you?
6: These two men. Two men? Clients at the club. I I work at Picratz. Ah,
5: yes. You do the nude act, don't you? Yes. So, some clients have been talking to you about a crime? Not to me. Who, too, then?
6: They were discussing it together.
5: And... You were listening?
6: Yes. They were at the next table on on the other side of the petition. When was this? About two hours ago.
5: And what exactly did you hear?
6: They didn't say much and I couldn't hear at all. Music was going on. But one of them said he was going to kill the Countess. I did hear that.
5: Which Countess? Don't know. Well, what did he say about killing
6: her? Don't remember. I wasn't alone.
5: Ah, you were with... A client. Someone you knew? Yes. Who?
6: His first name's Albert. I don't know his other name. Go on. Well, the first thing I heard was something like she's still got most of the jewellery, but at the rate she's going, it won't last long.
5: What was the voice like?
6: Man's voice. Middle-aged. When they went out, I I saw one of them with short and gray hair. must have been him. Why? Because the other one was younger and wasn't a young man's voice.
5: What names did they use?
6: I think One of them was called Oscar. Go and sit down. Can't I go home?
5: Not yet. I'll make a report. What's your name?
6: Arlette.
1: Arlette? Yes, of course. (laughs) And as Lignon wasn't around, and the statement seemed to involve a threat of murder, the sergeant had her brought over to us at the Quai des Orfèvres. It was about three o'clock in the morning when she arrived. By then, she decided she didn't want to tell us anything after all, so I sent her back to her flat. I went home myself for a few hours' sleep, returned to the office, and was just about to phone Longyon to put him in the picture,
3: when... Yes? Yes. Yeah. here. Hmm. I understand the girl who said she'd overheard some talk about murdering a countess was brought round to you by one of my sergeants last night.
1: Yes, she left here about four o'clock this morning. Why?
3: She's dead. Just been found by her concierge. I've not been round there yet. Thought I'd better ring you first, as headquarters seem to have shown such an interest. Mm. Perhaps we should all have taken her more seriously. Looks as though she may have been talking since.
1: Mm, Looks like it.
3: Well, I assume I'll see you at the flat then. I take it you have the address... Ah, May Gray, I haven't disturbed anything. The doctor's still in the bedroom. Oh, thank you, Lionel.
1: It's a nicely kept place, isn't it? Mm. <coughs> morning, Doctor. Good morning, Chief Inspector. Well, she was dead when we got here, of course. Fellow who did it, held on to her till he made sure of that. Mm. Can you say when it happened? Not more than an hour and a half ago. There's no trace of a struggle. He probably hiding in here waiting for her. Grabbed her by the throat the moment she'd taken her coat off. Hmm.
3: You know this district, Longyear. Did you ever see her perform? No, no, I've heard about her act. And we found these photographs in a drawer. As you can see, it was a sort of striptease. She appears to have wriggled about, gradually taking off her dress. The only thing she had on. By the end, she was stark naked. Where was it she worked? Oh, one of these little Montmartre clubs. Picards off the Rue Pigalle. I see.
1: Well, if anybody wants me, that's where I'll be. Gray. Oh, thank you. Did you tell him what I wanted to see him about?
7: I asked him about the two men. He doesn't remember them. Mm. In fact, he's sure there wasn't anybody at the table next to our lets. There was an American over there who drank the best part of a bottle of whiskey. And there was a party of about six or so. They brought some girls in with them. But neither of us remember two men together. Oh, here he is. Fred, this yeah? is Chief Inspector MacGray.
2: Oh, now your face from the papers. Fred Alfonsi. Oh, ah, ah. ah, Oh, dear. Didn't the wife ask you to have a drink? No, ah, well, she did, thank you, but not at the moment.
1: Now, you're sure there were no clients
2: at the table next to Arlette's last night? Table eight? No, positive. It's a small place. I keep an eye on everything the whole time.
1: And you never saw at that table two men by themselves, one of them older than the other? Look, I've said no. Chief Inspector, what's all this about? Arlette is dead. What? Oh, no. Mm. She was strangled this morning in her bedroom. Good
7: God. Who did it?
1: That's what I'm trying to find out. Uh, She overheard a conversation here last night between two men who were talking about a countess. One of the men seems to have been called Oscar.
2: If there'd been two men here, I'd have noticed. You know how this kind of place works. People don't come here to see first class turns or dance to a good band. We mostly get foreigners. Imagine they're gonna see something sensational. (laughs) The only sensational thing was our let undressing. Did she go to bed with the clients? Well she must have now then. With the young man who was here last night? Oh no. No, not with him, I'm sure. He just came in one evening with a friend and fell for her. Straight away, you could see it. Oh, yeah. he came again. Several times, but he never waited till we closed. Probably had to get up early, go to work. Well, did she have any other regulars? Oh, none of our clients are regulars. They're all alike, of course, but they're always different. Yeah. Mm.
1: Well, thank you. I'll...
2: Hey, hmm? I suppose I can open as usual this evening. No. Yes. Oh, good. Well, if you care to drop in, you're welcome. Yes, I'll do that. If you want to contact me
1: in the meantime, I'll be at the Quai des Come in? Uh, yes, Lapont, what is it?
8: Can, can I speak to you, sir?
1: Yes, of course. Well, come in, come in, sit down.
8: Thank you, sir. <clears throat> well? well? When I saw her here last night, I wondered why she'd been brought in. Janvier told me what you've been saying, and then the next I know she's dead.
1: Hmm. I'd forgotten for the moment that your first name was Albert.
8: After what I told Lucas, he shouldn't have let her go off by herself without any protection at all. No,
1: I know you've not been here very long, Lapointe, but you must have realised by now that if we had to give police protection to everyone who comes in with an accusation, we'd none of us have time for anything else.
8: Yes, Chief,
1: but... But what?
8: She was different. Mm. How did you get to know her? I was with a friend. We went up to Montmartre together. We walked into Picratz. Why? For no particular reason. It was the first place we saw. How long ago was this? Three weeks. That's all Three weeks. And that was how you met her? She came and sat at our table. My friend thought she was a whore. We had a row when we got outside. About her? Yes.
1: And you went back there?
8: Yeah, the following night. To apologise for the way my friend had spoken to her. What had he
1: actually said?
8: He offered her money to sleep with him.
1: And she refused? Of course. Did she say anything to you about being in danger?
8: Not in so many words... But I knew there were some mysteries in her life. Mm, such as? Oh, it's difficult to explain. No one will believe me because I was in love with her. Hmm. Was she in love with you? Last night I felt sure she was.
1: Why? What did you talk about? Same as usual. About her and me. Did you ever go to bed with her? No. Did you ever ask her? No. And she never suggested it? Never. What happened last night? Did... did she say anything about it? No, she said you were with her, but she only mentioned your Christian name. I stayed at the club till... till half past two. At what table? Number six. Was there anybody at the next table to yours? No. Table eight? No, nobody. While you were talking to Arlette, she didn't seem as though she were listening to any other conversation. No, I'm sure she wasn't. Why? Mm. Would you like to work on the case with me, Lapointe? Yes, Chief, I would. Look, I'm not asking you because you were in love with her. No, sir. Oh, Maigret. Yes. Yeah? Well, the name and address. Thank you. A countess von Farnheim has been found strangled in a flat in the Rue Victor Massey. Come on, Lapointe, let's get there.
3: How anyone could live in a place like this, heaven alone knows. Yeah. You'd think at least she'd get someone to take the bottles away. Where is she? In the bedroom, through here. Fine. Come on, Lapointe. Yes, sir. Nothing's been touched, of course. I had a feeling headquarters might want to take over. Yes, well. Good Lord Exactly We found two hypodermics on that wine crepe by the bed She's about 60 or so Doctor's not arrived as yet Mattress cover's been slit open So either the motive was robbery Or someone wants us to think it was Oh, mind out for that chamber pot It's half full Oh, thank you (laughs) Oh, not at all uh, uh, this is the concierge, Madame Aubin. Madame Aubin, <laughs> Chief Inspector Maigret, and... Uh... Uh, Inspector Lapointe. Oh, you, madame. Inspector. I well, I'll leave you all to it, then. Don't suppose you'll need the local police hanging around? Uh, thank you, Lionel. Oh, not at all, not at all. Uh, have a look around, Lapointe.
6: Right, sir.
1: Well, now, madame, <clears throat> did the countess live alone? She did. Did she have many visitors?
6: Well, there was this young man... Young man? Nice-mannered, sickly-looking boy with long hair. He used to visit her, <laughs> called her aunt.
1: You don't know his name?
6: Never concerned myself with her affairs. Well,
8: this desk, sir, is full of
6: papers. Huh? She must have kept every letter she ever got.
8: There are hundreds of them. All from her husband, by the look of them. <laughs>
1: Love letters. Oh, why not? She can't always have been like this. You better go through them. Do you want to do that here or take them back to headquarters? Well... Oh.
8: I think I'd prefer to take them back, sir.
1: Yeah, I don't blame you. Thank you, madame.
8: Oh, well,
1: monsieur. Mm, come on, let's get a breath of
3: fresh air. Oh, I told you... Do you want a beer, Lapointe? Someone's going down to the yes, Brasserie,
1: Delphine. Thank
8: you, yes. What? Sandwich? No, thanks. Oh, no, no, I'll finish going through these first. Two beers and one ham sandwich. Right. Found anything? Well, according to these papers, she was living with her husband in Cannes up till 15 years ago in a house called The Oasis, Oh, there's a photo of it. Mm, very pretty. And there's a photo of a husband, the Count von Farnheim. Mm, not so pretty. How old was he? 65 when they married. She was about 35. Marriage only lasted three years, then he died. What of? Exhaustion? Ha, ha, ha. I got under the police down there, and apparently there was an inquest. Well, you can see in that photo, the house is on the Corniche, and beyond the terrace there's a drop of about 300 feet or so. Well... The Count's body was found one morning lying at the foot of the precipice. The theory was that he'd gone outside for air and sat down on the balustrade, then just passed out and fallen. Oh, yes. There were no signs of violence on the body when it was found, and no trace of poison was discovered at the autopsy. And what happened to her after that? Well, She lived on at the oasis, entertained a great deal, gambled, drank. The local police say she had a string of gigolos, one after the other, and they got away with a good deal of her money. Mm -hmm. Then... Four years after the Count died, she suddenly sold up and disappeared, never been seen on the Riviera again.
3: Uh, Is the Chief Inspector in?
8: He's in his office, sir.
3: Right. You, in here. Yes, all right. Keep an eye on this young man, will you? Yes, of course. Who is he? I have reason to believe he may be a material witness in the case of the Countess von Farnheim. Where did you pick him up? At the guard, you know. Of. When? This morning, half past six. When you were both still in bed, I shouldn't wonder. Well, I better go in.
4: It's one
3: I'm sorry to disturb you, Chief Inspector.
1: No, not at all, only What can I do for you?
3: The young man you said you wished to interview, friend of the late Countess. Yeah. he's outside. Oh, that was quick. Easy when you know the district, as we local police do. And this is the eighth time I've arrested him. Name of Mortemar, Philippe Mortemar. He's a drug addict. Where does he live? Block of flats on the Boulevard Rochechouard. He wasn't there, though. He'd packed his bag, so I followed him. I know his haunts. He needed money to get away, and he was looking for someone to borrow from. How did you find him? The concierge saw him take the first bus for the know. I found him in the waiting room and questioned him on the way over here. And? Hey, he either knows nothing or won't say anything. Mm. Was he the one who supplied the Countess with drugs? Unless it was she who kept him supplied. Anyway, they've been seen around together for several months. If you don't need me anymore. No, thank you, Lionel. You've done a good job. I'm not suggesting he killed the old woman. Well, neither am I.
1: You've got to hold him? Uh, perhaps. Uh, tell him to come in, will you?
3: Right. He's all yours then. You, Mortimer, Come in here. What do you want
1: with me? A few questions. Thank you, Lionel. Uh... Now then, was the Countess von Farnheim your mistress?
4: She was my protectress.
1: Mm. In other words, you didn't go to bed with her?
4: She was interested in my writing. And gave you money? She helped me to get along.
1: And drugs?
4: Sometimes. Why? She was lonely.
1: Hadn't she any friends?
4: She was always alone. Can I sit down?
1: No. Did you make love to her?
4: I tried to give her pleasure.
1: In her flat? Yes. How old are you?
4: 28.
1: When did you begin taking drugs? Three or four years ago. Why?
4: I don't know.
1: Mm. Tell me about the Countess.
4: I don't know anything. But tell me what you do know. (sighs) She used to be very rich. She was married to a man she didn't love. An old fellow who never gave her a moment's peace. And had her trailed by a private detective.
1: Is that what she told you?
4: Yes. He used to get a report every day describing all she had said and done, almost minute by minute.
1: Was she already taking drugs, by the... I don't think so.
4: He died, and everybody tried to grab the money he had left her.
1: Uh, who was everybody?
5: Uh,
4: all the gigolos on the Riviera. Professional gamblers. Her women friends. Did she ever mention any names? Well, I don't remember any.
1: Did you ever hear the name Oscar mentioned?
4: I don't know anybody of that name. Mm. She never seemed to be afraid of anyone? She was only afraid of dying all alone. When did you last see her? The day before yesterday, in the morning. Are you sure it wasn't yesterday morning? Yesterday morning I was ill and stayed in bed.
1: What was the matter with you?
4: I'd been out of dope for two days.
1: Wouldn't she give you any? She swore she hadn't any. And you haven't been back there since? No. Now, listen, the Countess's body was found yesterday afternoon about five o'clock. The evening papers were out already, so the news didn't appear till this morning. But you spent the night looking for money so you could get away from Paris. How did you know the countess was dead?
4: Well, I went along her street and saw a crowd on the pavement. What time was it? About half past six.
1: Yeah, you thought you'd be suspected, did you, when you heard she'd been strangled? <laughs> it's always like that. So you decided to go away. Who gave you the money?
4: A friend. A man. But who? I not his name.
1: Look, you'd better tell me. I don't know. Oh, all right. it your own way. Luca. Yes, sir? Look, take this fellow out to the confessional and keep him there until he decides to come clean. Nope. I don't care whether it takes 24 hours or three days. When you're tired, hand over to someone else. Right. This way. But I've told you all I know.
4: Come
1: on. This isn't fair. Uh, I can't uh, tell you what I told Excuse me, sir. Yes,
8: La Point. There's an old girl in black sitting out there.
1: Yes, what about her?
8: She's Arlette's aunt. Hmm? Saw a report of her murder in the papers and came straight here from Monsieur
1: this morning. Yeah. She's she's identified Arlette. Does he, want he wants to this, have a sir, word with you. I see. Well, let's hope it doesn't take too long. I want my lunch. You'd better show her in. Right,
8: sir.
9: Will you come this way, please, madame?
7: Oh, well, thank you. Oh. Oh.
9: Chief Inspector Mégret. Yes,
1: madame. Please take a seat.
7: Uh.
9: Thank
1: you. I believe you've identified the body.
9: Indeed, I have. I'm afraid there is no doubt it is the remains of my poor unfortunate brother's child. He died, you know, when she was two years old. You no, know,
1: I didn't know. Now, your sister in law lives in Lisieux?
9: Never left the place. Do you but think
1: she will have seen the newspaper with her daughter's photograph in it?
9: Undoubtedly. The photograph was on the front page.
1: Well, do you find it strange that she's not got in touch with it?
9: Not in the least. She would certainly not do so. She's too proud. Mm. In fact, I'm convinced that if she were confronted with the body, she would swear it was not her daughter. I know she has heard nothing from the girl for the last four years. I would say nobody could live under the same roof as my sister-in-law, but there was another reason. A woman in whom I have every confidence, and who goes once a week to Caen, where she is part owner of a shop, swore to me on her husband's life that not long before my niece left home, she met her at Caen, just going into a doctor's house. And not just an ordinary doctor, chief inspector, a gynaecologist.
1: In other words, you suspect your niece of having left the town because she was pregnant?
9: Frankly, yes. Mm. Earlier that year, I remember, my sister-in-law decided to take her to La Bouboule for a holiday. Yeah? She left Lisieux for good three or four months later. And she couldn't have been more than three or four months pregnant then because it didn't show. Well, that exactly fits in with her visit to La Bouboule. Mm. And I'm perfectly certain it was there that she met the man by whom she became pregnant. And she most likely went off to join him. If it had been a Lisieux man, he would have either arranged for an abortion or gone away with her.
1: Yes, I see well thank you for coming to see us madame you're going back to Lisieux, i suppose
9: oh no not today i have friends in paris and i shall probably spend a few days with them yeah. now don't hesitate to ring inspector if you need me oh thank you i shall always be ready to
1: help Yes, yeah, i'm sure you will good day good
9: day, chief inspector oh
1: inspector hmm Now, oh, look you're not going to let me get any lunch are you le i was looking forward to a nice cold beer i've just been on the phone to Nice. Mama. They found the report on von
8: Farnheim's death. Yes, nothing obviously suspicious, but they give me the names of the servants who were employed at the house, which you may find interesting. Ah, huh? uh, now there were five of them: Antoinette Mejra, age nineteen, housemaid; Rosalie Moncur, forty-two, cook; Maria Pinaco, twenty-three, kitchen maid; Angelino Lupin, thirty-eight, butler, and Oscar Bonvoisin. 35, valet chauffeur. Oscar, at last. Hmm. I suppose nobody knows what's become of all these people. Oh, the police at Nice have found an employment bureau which specialises in staffing big houses. It's kept by an old lady who's been there for over 20 years. She doesn't remember Count von Farnheim or the Countess or Oscar Bonvoisin, but not more than a year ago she found a job for Rosalie Moncoeur, the cook. It's with some South Americans in Paris. Uh, now, have their address. Yeah. 132 Avenue Diena. Anything known
1: about the others? No, they're following that up. Shall I go and see her, sir? Mm, no, sorry, Lapointe. I think it's better if I go. <laughs> yes, sir. Get myself that beer on the way.
7: I'm sorry to have to ask you into the kitchen, but we have a lunch party in half an hour to prepare for. No,
1: not at all. It's very kind of you to see me, Madame Moncoeur. I'll try not to take up too much of your time. Now... I believe you once worked for the Count and Countess von Farnheim in the south
7: of France. You don't mean to tell me you're digging up that old story.
1: Not exactly. Did you know the Countess was dead?
7: It happens to everyone. No, I didn't know.
1: She was murdered.
7: Who killed her?
1: Well, we don't know yet. That's what I'm trying to find out. Do you remember an Oscar Bonvoisin who worked with you for the von Farnheims?
7: Him? (laughs) Oh, yes.
1: You didn't like him?
7: He was a valet. I don't like valets. They're all bone idle, especially when their chauffeurs as well believe they're cock of the walk. You think he may have killed the Countess? That
1: uh, is possible. Can you give me a description of him?
7: As he was in those days, yes. B- but I don't know what he looks like now. At least... Uh... Yes? A few weeks ago, I went to see my brother in Montmartre. He has a cafe in the Rue Coulancourt. On my way there, I passed a man in the street I thought I knew. Uh, He looked at me, too, as if he was trying to place me, and then suddenly he began to walk very fast, turning his head away. And you thought it was Oscar? I'd almost swear it was.
1: Mm. Tell me, what kind of a man was he?
7: I don't like giving people away.
1: You'd rather let a murderer go free?
7: If he's only killed the Countess, he's done no great harm. Look,
1: if he has killed her, he's killed at least one other woman. And there's no reason to suppose that he'll stop there.
7: He wasn't tall, rather on the small side. He used to wear high heels to make himself look taller. I used to tease him about it. He was very dark, very thick hair, black eyebrows. Some women thought him irresistible. Not me... Anyhow, he had all the women he wanted, and not only the servants. No, you think he had an affair with the Countess? Before the Count had been dead two days.
1: Uh, how do you know?
7: Because I saw him come out of her room at six in the morning. That was partly why I left. And when the servants begin to share the best bedroom, that's it. Did
1: it ever occur to you that the Count might have been murdered?
7: It was none of my
1: business. But it did occur to you?
7: It occurred to the police, too, didn't it? Else why did they ask all those questions?
1: Could it have been Oscar?
7: I don't say that. She was probably just as capable of doing it herself. How was she killed?
1: Strangled. And who was the other woman? A girl, 20 years old, came from Lisieux. Nothing to suggest she ever lived on the Riviera. All we know is that she once visited La Bourboule.
7: In the Auvergne? Yes. Oscar came from the Auvergne. Did he, indeed? I don't know exactly what part, but he had a bit of an accent.
1: Mm. Had he changed much when you saw him a few weeks ago?
7: He was fatter, and his hair was beginning to go grey at the temple, but I'm sure it was him. Anything else? He was very smartly dressed, I remember that. Look at the time! You'll have to excuse me, but I need the kitchen to myself.
1: Of course, Madame Moncure, I understand. And thank you. No. yes sir is Lucas still in the confessional with Philippe yes well get him in here yes sir mm, yes, get on to the press tell them we've questioned Philippe Mortemar for several hours and no result uh, and that th- chap's like a wet rag mm? but I've got nothing out of him so far sorry chief we're letting him go what uh, if Oscar Bonvoisin did kill those two women we'll get him eventually but it'll take time And before we catch him, he may bump off someone else for knowing too much. And you think we could usefully... As bait. Because if he does know something, which I'm convinced he does, Oscar must be feeling very uneasy. A drug addict can't be trusted. Philippe said nothing yet, but that doesn't mean he'll keep quiet forever, and Oscar knows it. And if the press publishes the fact that we've released him, Oscar may try to get rid of him. Exactly. But I realise there's the risk we may be landed with another corpse, but I intend that we keep a very close eye on the boy. He must be needing dope badly by now, and Oscar may be his only means of getting it. We'll let him go at dusk. It'll be easier to tail him, then. Now, Luca, uh, La Laporte, I'll a... leave that to you. All right, chief. Oh, and get Longion and some of his men on it, too. Yes. He's always saying how well he knows Montmartre. Now's his chance to prove it. <laughs> I'm off to Picratz. This whole business started there, and I have the feeling it may well end there. If anything turns up, phone me.
2: Evening, Chief Inspector. Evening. Thought you might come in. What up, Randy?
1: Oh, thank you. Is your wife not here?
2: Yeah, yeah, she's upstairs. Giving a lesson to the girl who's replacing Arlette. Hmm, doesn't it interest you? Uh, she's quite pretty. Yeah, good elf. Oh, okay. A better figure than Arlette. But, uh, it's not the same thing. At least she's alive. Yeah. Uh, you were asking before about a fellow named Oscar? Yes. Well, I don't know how to explain it properly, and I don't know if there is such a person, but what I do know is that there was somebody... Who had old over her. What sort of old and why, I don't know. But if there was somebody, do you suppose she suddenly got sick of him and decided to give him away?
1: Well, when she went to the police station, she knew a crime was to be committed and that it involved a countess.
2: Yeah, but why did she pretend she'd found it out here, listening to a conversation between these two men? To begin with, she was drunk. Perhaps she drank to screw up
1: her courage. Perhaps young Elber had more effect on her than he realised. Oh, by the way, I've discovered... He's one of your fellas. Yes, I didn't realize it was Lapointe who was with her until he told me. He wasn't on duty. No, he was genuinely in love with her, you know. Yeah, but I did tell you. He wanted her to change her way of life, wanted to marry her. Poor Lapointe. Excuse me. No, that may be for me.
2: Pick rats. Yeah, he is. You were right. It's for you. Oh, thanks. That's yes? Luca here, Chief. Mm? I'm in the Rue Le
3: When Philippe Montemar left headquarters, he came straight here to the cafe on the corner. He's been round all the tables asking for someone called Bernard. Uh,
1: who's Bernard?
3: Drug pusher.
2: No luck, though. He left a few
3: minutes ago. Lapointe's tailing him.
1: Fine. Thanks, Luca. Hey,
2: it's all right if Rosa go run over the act down here, Chief Inspector. Huh? Oh, yes, of course. Good. You might even enjoy it. Right. Yeah.
7: Remember what I told you? You come in through there. No, no, wait a minute, dear. There's a fan there first. I'll put the record on. Now.
2: Oh, dear, 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 dear. <laughs> Rose knows how to teach the girls what to do, but this one, oh. Never be a patch on our leg. Yeah.
7: Now the shoulder strap. No. Slowly. You'll never lost the music out
2: when you do as fast as that. That. Now go right around the floor. Uh, shall I? Yeah, I it be for you. Uh, me, Graham. The yes, sir.
8: He's got as far as the café in the Place Constantin Pécœur.
1: What's he doing?
8: Still seems to be looking for
1: someone. Uh, Nobody following him? Nobody,
8: except us. Just take him That's Inspector Lognor myself.
1: Uh, Where's Lognor? Over the road, outside the café. Well, ask him to have a word with the café proprietor. Not in front of the customers, if he can help it. Uh, Tell him to ask if he knows Oscar Bonvoisin. And tell him to ring me as soon as he's done it. Right, sir.
7: And put your clothes on again. I have to be satisfied with that. I've done the best I can with her. Well, how's it going, Monsieur Maygrave?
1: Hmm. Slowly. Maygrave? on here. The cafe
3: proprietor knew Oscar and where he lives. Oh, where? A house called Chez Manier, Rue Coulancourt.
1: What's Philippe up to? getting very drunk at the moment. Right. Get one of your men to keep an eye on him, collect Lapointe, and I'll meet you both outside Chez Manier in five minutes.
2: Right, Chief Inspector. In the bag? Perhaps. Well, you'll come back here when it's over, won't you? We'll have a bottle of champagne. Celebrate.
3: Over here. Oh. Any light showing? Nothing. Where's Laporte? Checking if there's a way out of the back. Hmm. But
1: I doubt there will be. Right. As soon as he gets back, we're going in there.
8: There's no one
3: upstairs, Chief. Ah. No. Shall we warn the railway station? Well, judging by the fire in the stove,
1: I'd say Oscar left here three or four hours ago. He meant to make a run for it. He'll be away by now. He had plenty of trains to choose from. He could be waiting for Philippe somewhere. That's more than possible. Have you got Philippe's address?
8: Yes. uh, Boulevard Rocherchoir.
1: Right. Long, you keep an eye on this place from the other side of the road. Keep out of sight. You think Oscar will come back? I don't think anything. All I know is that the Countess was killed in her own flat, and so was Arlette. If Oscar was responsible for those two murders and he wants to silence Philippe, he could well be waiting at the boulevard Rochechoir. Right, Lapointe, you come with me. Chief! Well, Lapointe, what did the concierge say? Philippe's room is on the first floor, the door on the left. She didn't think he'd come in yet. Uh, hardly surprising if he's getting drunk in a cafe in the Place Constantin Pequeur any other inquiries for him not as far as she knew but she hadn't been in for very long so she wouldn't know if anyone else had gone up to his room mm. got your gun Lapont? well y- yes sir but right I... uh, right come on let's go
8: up but quietly right
0: <laughs>
1: There's someone moving about in there. Yes. Ah, Monsieur Bonvoisin. I am Chief Inspector May. Take him apart! Ah! Ah! I've, I've... I've killed him. Let's have a look. first is he. I don't forget he killed our lick. It, It is him. Oscar Bonvoisin? Huh? Yes it's him. Description fits perfectly. I'm sorry sir. I think I'm going to be sick. No, you're not, young Lapointe. What you're going to do is to go and ring up headquarters, and after that, if you can find a bistro that's still open, you're going to have a large drink. But I, I... And that's an order. And that George was when young Lapointe, as I've always called him, grew up. Yes, I remember it all now. Oh, but did you ever get your free bottle of champagne at Picrat's? Oh, yes. <laughs> that night, I took LaPointe back there uh, after all the details had been cleared up. What was the new girl's act like? Terrible. <laughs> Fred left all the lights on at the end. She had to scuffle off as best she could, not a stitch on. <laughs> did he do it on purpose? Probably. It got a laugh from some of the clientele. Yeah. Then, I looked at LaPointe, and he was crying he'd buried his first love and killed his first man who's to blame him? he got very drunk with a little help from usual perhaps so i took him to his rooms put him to bed you're a very thoughtful man well not really i completely forgot to send someone to tell he could go home He was still there under the trees opposite Oscar's house when I drove to work the next morning. (laughs) He caught a terrible cold. Poor L'Ognon. Poor Lapointe.
0: In Maigret in March by Georges Simenon, translated by Daphne Woodward and adapted for radio by Aubrey Woods, Maurice Denham played Jules Maigret and Michael Goff, Georges Simenon. Luca was Brian Haynes, Lapointe John Rye, and Jeanvier Sean Barrett. Inspector Lognon, Gerard Green, Fred Alfonsi, Hayden Jones... Rose Maddy Head, and Philippe Michael Burlington. Other parts were played by Catherine Parr, Nicolette Mackenzie, Kathleen Helm, and Peter Craze. The play was produced and directed by Glyn Dearman.